0: everybody, welcome to another episode of Learning the Tropes. I'm aaron I'm Clayton. And we're your hosts. Yes. We're going to walk you through another fun-filled episode. Talk about a, one of my favorite romance novels, I think, of all time.
1: Really? I did not know this was one of your favorites before we
0: did it. Yeah. I, I had it so high up on the list because I thought... The first one we did, it was a historical, paranormal. It was a bit out there. This one's contemporary. It it's, seems more rooted in reality a little bit.
1: Nice. And so. which what, what is the name of the book that we read?
2: And we're doing The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. Her mother's hands fluttered to her mouth like pigeons homing in on breadcrumbs. Oh, why didn't I think of him? He was so polite and easy on the eyes, too. He's okay, I guess. Stella ran her fingertips over the condensation on her water glass. To be honest, she'd considered Philip. He was conceited and abrasive, but he was a direct speaker. She really liked that in people. I think he has several personality disorders. Her mother patted Stella's hand. Instead of putting it back in her lap when she was done, she rested it over Stella's knuckles. Maybe he'll be a good match for you then, dear. With issues of his own to overcome, he might be more understanding of your Asperger's.
0: I read it. I was like, this is amazing. I started texting all my friends, even the ones that don't read romance. And the weird thing that happened is they all bought it. Mm -hmm. No one has read it yet. And I was talking to my friend this weekend and she was like, I need to start reading romance. I bought that book you told me to buy. And I was like, great. She's like, I just don't know what to do next. I'm like,
1: read it. Open it. Read the book. Did she did she download it on her Kindle or did she
0: buy the actual physical book? I didn't ask her, but I was also like, at at this stage I there's no more setup that I need for you to start reading romance like just read the book. Exactly. And then you like the book or you don't like the book, but just jump into it.
1: Yeah. Like I did.
0: You did. Mhm. You jumped in both feet. Oh. I told you, you downloaded it immediately. I did. Mhm. And I also downloaded a
1: book that was on sale because you want to do it maybe later. Mm-hmm. With a photo of a man With the most ripped abs I think I've ever seen. Very sexy. Yeah. I think my Kindle recommendations are going to be all loopy from this podcast.
0: (laughs) Or are they going to start being all right? I mean, I think they're going to be
1: finally where I want them to be. Exactly. They're going to be like, this dude got super horny super fast.
0: (laughs) I share a Kindle login with my father for some reason because he doesn't know how to do it. Okay. So it's basically like maritime... Uh, like, war biographies from, like, the War of 1812, mm-hmm. and then Never Sweeter. Like, and then it's just, like, immediately... And he's like, what are all these about? I'm like, I don't know, Dad, dip in, maybe you'll like it. <laughs> dip in. <laughs> the Kiss Quotient. Oh, yes. First, we have to judge a cover. What um, did you think of the this cover? Well, there's only one
1: cover, right? hmm And you just did not put up the cover. You oh. put up the first chapter.
0: <laughs> well, whatever, there it is.
1: Yeah, um... You know, it surprisingly didn't seem like a romance novel cover the mm-hmm. way I would assume one is
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it's car- very cartoony. Literally. Yeah, it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the color was, I mean, it was very fun. It seemed, it seemed more like a, and I don't want to make this sound bad, but it seemed more like a mainstream book mm-hmm. than what I would think think of and classify as a romance. So compared to the book that we read last, uh, last episode, mm-hmm. that had a very romancy type cover, and this one didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked it. It was fun, and it drew you in.
0: It mm-hmm. definitely
1: seemed light and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't really tell what the, the people look like from it, though.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely can't. But no, it's cute, it's fun, it's like light. I think it does give you a good idea of like what the book is also going to be. hmm there was a lot of math equations which were frightening to me, but I kept, I went through.
1: Yeah, you know, there wasn't as much of that as I thought there was gonna be. Mm-hmm. Like, they really played it up. Uh, like, I mean, saying that, the, calling it the kiss quotient, I thought there'd be a lot more of actual math in it, and there wasn't, mm-hmm. which I was happy about.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would be so lost. It'd be hard.
1: Because this is the second book in a row where our female protagonist is like a genius
0: oh you're right
1: right because she's stella is a genius stella is a legitimate genius yeah and i think it was done a little bit better in this book than the previous book
0: do you mean it was just because stella wasn't constantly saying i'm so smart yeah yeah she her
1: intelligence was more organically shown Mm -hmm. than kiss of the highlander right that was the book
0: yeah. Yeah. Look you that. said it and I just wanted to tell you you were wrong, but you I weren't. know.
1: You were so ready to <laughs> calm. That's okay.
0: I see. We're starting
1: to get a rapport.
0: All right. You're so, always
1: right. I'm always wrong. I get it. No, we cool. were
0: right in that moment. Yeah. And also, that was a very good observation. Yeah. Because you definitely. All right. Well, let's just talk about the book. Yes. Maybe go through the plot really quick. Okay. Highs and lows, what we liked, what yeah. we didn't. Um. Well, what did you think? This is your second romance novel.
1: I liked it. hmm I was rooting for the central couple. Mm-hmm. Who, if we want to just explain kind of what the idea was, is so Stella is a very rich.
0: I thought it was an econometrician.
1: Econometrician. That's what she is. She's an econometrician, which she looks at people's buying habits Mm -hmm. to figure out just personality and like how to sell things. Right.
0: Yeah. Kind of. She just works with like very large data sets.
1: Mm -hmm. And she loves it. She's Mm -hmm. also autistic. Mm -hmm. Right. And she is not super comfortable with sex. Mm-hmm. So she hires a, uh, a hunky gigolo. I Thanks. guess he's a gigolo. Or is a he sex worker, we can say. Sex worker. Okay. <laughs> to teach her. Yes. And they, spoiler, fall oh. in love. So I liked it. And I liked, I wanted them to get together. Mm-hmm. I thought. Felt like they didn't make her too much. They didn't really hit on her being autistic all that much. It wasn't. It wasn't said over and over and over again. She had certain personality traits that I actually think I have, and we'll get into this. Oh wow! I didn't. I'm not diagnosing myself on the mm-hmm. podcast, but. I related to her in a lot of ways, and we can get into that later, but I don't think um, it was one of those things where they really hit it very hard where you were like, okay, I get it, I get it, she's autistic. No, it was just she had these quirks, and she was able to really be like a fully rounded character, and that wasn't her only interesting quality.
0: right. Um and I don't have a ton of experience with people with autism just to be fair but it's like she was a lot more than what the the disorder is but you also really felt for her how much she really did love the people around her and how much she want, really wanted to connect and mm-hmm. how how important it was like other people's comfort and everything yeah and not that that's something that other autistic don't feel they definitely do but I think it's it's a disorder that is kind of deceitful in that way because I think a lot of people think that they don't care yeah, because they don't have the tools to move through society as easily as somebody without autism mm-hmm. would be able to. And you always, yeah, you always admired her because she always did want to do the right thing. And, she, and even in like try, wanting to date the guy at work that her parents wanted her to date, she just did it because she was like, I think this will make them happy. So I'm going to try my hardest. Fucking Philip. <laughs> Philip. What a jack off. I hate it. Philip James. Yeah. What a dick. Horrible. Yeah.
1: He was, I was so, so they kind of, the whole time at the beginning, she is working with the sex worker Mm -hmm. in order to- Michael. Michael, in order to get comfortable so she can go after Philip James, who is a dickhead. Mm, Who's disgusting. He's everything that you want to get out of your workplace. Mm -hmm. Says inappropriate things. It's like leering- at one point, he forces a kiss on her, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want Michael to beat his ass. Mm-hmm. I have that in my notes, I think.
0: <laughs> well, he is also the one that starts it off because he's basically like, you need to get better at sex. I bet you're really bad at yeah, sex. Yeah, he says- "I," Which is you- like, fuck you, my- Philip James.
1: You know what? That's, that's the whole negging thing. Yeah. That's totally, that's, that's, that's totally like the old school pickup artist bullshit that mm-hmm. they were taught. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing, like, a a, a Kingle hat and doing magic tricks while wearing a boa <laughs> um, because that's the kind of guy Philip James is. Yeah. So, yeah, so I I did not like Philip James. But what did you think of Michael?
0: I loved Michael. I felt like it was funny because Stella spends so much time in her own head, mm-hmm. but Michael spends so much time in his own head, too, because I do feel like he has this part of his... Uh, Life that he can't talk to anybody about and ends up being such a massive part of his life Mm -hmm. because every Friday night he has a client. And then he spends all day Saturday by himself basically like washing off that client. <laughs> taking like, yeah. Just doing as many pull-ups as he can. Mm-hmm. And he's
1: punching on his punching bag mm-hmm. that in the book they say is against his rental agreement. I
0: appreciate it. For whatever
1: reason. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, I, I, it's probably true.
0: you got a lot of um, fun details in this book. Yes. Or there a were, lot of like a little asides that it's like these are the things that I think about where I'm like, how does his landlord let him h- <laughs> yeah. hang something from the ceiling? Exactly. He, they don't. Michael yeah. just does it. He just does it. And uh, uh, and the, all the stuff with his father, too, because his father, you find out, is a con artist. And so he feels like that's in him and he's going to become a con artist. Yeah. Which didn't track for... Like, I didn't love that Mm-mm. throw because it was like... One, the father left when he had already graduated college. So it's like, also at this stage, like, you guys don't have a great relationship. Like, I understand that paternal relationship can be so difficult. But then it's also like, uh, you're not like him. Like he's literally a con artist, Yes. you are not a con artist, no. like it's not that hard, so I didn't love that, but yeah, but that he's doing all that basically because his his father left, took all the money his mother got, had cancer, mm-hmm. and so he basically has to pay these insane bills, and to sort of protect her, he pretends like she has amazing insurance yes um but actually, he's just fucking the he's ladies just, of Palo Alto for
1: yeah. To pay Chemo. for. It. And so, speaking of that, really fast, if we're talking about the tiny details. So, at one point, Stella goes to visit Michael, uh, his parents. Mm-hmm. They have dinner. And well, it, his
0: mother and the, the dad's not around. Yeah. Oh, so yeah.
1: So, yeah. the mother, the, the mother who we find out is sick, but Stella is going to eat with them, but the mom is microwaving those not microwavable safe old like food containers that yeah. are plastic and Stella goes nuts about them having BPA in them possibly. Yeah. And then we find out that the mom has cancer.
0: Oh, I do you didn't even think make it's that from, connection. The,
1: do you think it's from the containers? Maybe. <laughs> Cause she has lung cancer, right? Yeah. And Michael at one point says she's never smoked a day in her life.
0: She's just unlucky. She's
1: just unlucky. It's the containers. Yeah, it's the BPA. It's the BPA, we bro. Solved it. Yeah. So I was, I, as, as immediately I was like, well, Stella's on track Cracking I, like, codes. She,
0: yeah. Left and right. She
1: figured it out. That's how she got cancer.
0: Oh my God. So then Michael comes, they go to like, she basically says like, I need lessons. Mm-hmm. But then Michael's like, well, I bet she's not that bad of sex because she's hot, which I didn't, which was like a little bit. That's not fair, Michael. Yeah and he doesn't realize that she is. it's sort of like a deeper issue but that night they make out a little bit mm-hmm. and then they kind of like sleep in the same bed but don't have sex or anything it, It's very night.
1: and she freezes up
0: mm-hmm. when he'll, she's touched
1: yeah he'll do some things and she'll get a little bit comfortable then as soon as he tries to take it a little bit farther mm-hmm. so here's the thing though she's not a virgin no she's had 3 other Men. She's had sex with three other men, I think, yeah. they say in that book. But a lot of times the guys did not stop when she wanted to stop, or she didn't stop them because she didn't, she didn't feel comfortable doing it because she thought, this is just how sex is and I got to have sex, which made me really sad. Yeah. And Michael even got mad when he heard about it, which there is a little bit of him being territorial and some ownership there that i wasn't a huge fan of on Mm -hmm. michael's part that kind of like jealousy and ownership but uh i do like that he felt for her i've had girlfriends where they've told me certain situations that make you angry because you know that person as a fully fledged person and this other person was looking at them as nothing but someone to just have sex with right and it makes you upset because you know that this person is is, has so many more facets that weren't being catered to. So I can see where Michael was coming from there.
0: Oh, 100%. I do think most of that was, uh, was internal for the most part too, mm-hmm. which I think is, you know, he wasn't saying that stuff to her. I mean, he, but no, he was getting upset, she, and she yeah. was like having a hard time reading what the emotions were there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she propositions him to basically like, have more sessions and he well, says she no writes,
1: she writes up uh no
0: that's the next one oh, okay. because then he leaves and then he comes back and he's like fine i'll do it i'll do it because yeah. he didn't want like anyone else at the agency like coming over which maybe that was a little bit ter- ter- territorial but yeah mm, he okay. was he
1: he knew that she wasn't your normal case
0: mm-hmm.
1: so he wanted to and also he was like into her he thought she was sexy immediately yeah, yeah. he was
0: really into her and the, and then the next time they meet that's when it, she has this like the she lesson writes of a plan. syllabus
1: it's so cute and he was so mad though at i didn't first. get why
0: he was so mad about it cuz i'm like were you shocked that this is like this you're literally teaching her lessons
1: i think he liked her and he, it became he didn't want it to be as clinical as right. she was making it i think that was the thing mm-hmm. i did i mean i bought into how they felt about each other. Like it seemed like a more slow falling in love. Yeah. That I liked. Yeah. And they do draw it out till they have sex. Mm -hmm. There's like so many times I'm like, they should just fuck and they didn't. And I was upset.
0: But also Stella would freak out. You can't you can't push Stella. He had to wait until the and then the moment she was ready he flipped over and they Oh yeah he
1: just like yeah plowed her.
0: So there's a lesson plan. It's adorable. They sort of throw it out the window. Mm -hmm. Because also, I do think that Michael was falling for her faster than she was falling for him. Even though, like, she was so worried about becoming obsessed. But Mm -hmm. he was like, when she said, oh, kissing is off the table, he was immediately like, "Mm, well, let's still kiss. Yeah, yeah. I'll still kiss you. Oh, she runs into him. Oh, she brings her, lawn, her laundry to his, and then we find out he's a, he works at his mom's dry cleaners. He is an aspiring fashion designer, but he's sort of working there just to help out his family. And then um, his mom invites her over, and she really fucks it up.
1: Yeah, she gets overstimulated,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I don't think was crazy because that house was nuts. <laughs> Because there's like 16 kids there
0: or something. There's five sisters. Michael has five sisters. mm -hmm. He has a grandmother who doesn't speak English and just watches soaps really loud. Yep. Cutting up fruit like there's no tomorrow. Microwaving BPA uh, full plastic containers. Accidentally giving her daughter cancer. (laughs) Yeah. And... She basically makes everyone cry, finds every hot button issue. She thinks she bungled it all, but then Michael comes back and she suggests, why don't they just act as like fake boyfriend and girlfriend? And she'll pay him $50,000 a Jeez. month.
1: She's so rich too. Ugh, She's crazy. so rich.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But then he goes, but they go back to his house and that's when they first have sex, right?
1: Yeah. And that's a big deal because he d- didn't bring any of his clients to his house Mm -hmm. because that was his place Mm -hmm. and his sheets. He made a big deal about how he would take a shower before he got into his bed Mm -hmm. because he didn't want to take any of that in with him. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge deal that they have sex in his apartment.
0: Yeah. in his space. Mm -hmm.
1: I think we skipped that. He takes her to a club and she freaks out.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So the second night that they have their session, he takes her to a club where he, where his cousin Quan is Mm -hmm. Um, and they have a Kwan's brother, Michael's other cousin is autistic, Kai. And then, so Quan sort of sees it faster than Michael did. Cause at this stage, Michael also doesn't realize that there's like a disorder. There's like nothing diagnosable. He just thinks she's like quirky and fun. Mm -hmm. And then, um, she freaks out and leaves the club and, and Quan actually runs
1: after her Mm -hmm. because she sees him, she sees Michael with a blonde, an older blonde woman Mm -hmm. and she's Touching all over him, and he's not pulling away. Right, and we find out that that was an old client of his that bought him a car, a BMW, a BMW, yeah. like a nice ass car. Yeah, and he still drives it around because you know,
0: it's a car. Hey, yeah, it's, it's a free car. Yeah, and he doesn't so want to offend walk. her. Yeah,
1: come on, it's, it's Palo Alto. Come on,
0: yeah,
1: Eliza. Uh, basically, the the next kind of uh, bump in the road for them is that. Michael meets her parents. Yeah. So they and her d- parents are assholes. Are they though? Yeah, I mean, they kind of are. Yeah. Like the dad really looks down on Michael immediately. Immediately. The mom it kind of is like, Well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't really do anything.
0: I did not. Okay. So they're actually. You should this have said very- I work
1: at my mom's, like, I, 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 I make clothes, I'm right. a tailor.
0: Because they're at a very fancy of like event. Her mm-hmm. parents are very wealthy, and and he had made her like this beautiful dress to wear, yeah. and it was like such a great moment. But yeah, but then his father, her father, really like likes Philip James, is it to him? Yeah, and I just feel like Michael immediately walked in the room and was like, I'm not worthy to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't have money. My dad's a con artist. I'm a prostitute. Yeah, and then immediately just like didn't. Wasn't engaging with people because it's like, yeah, you can say like, oh, I work at my family's business. We own a dry cleaners. And he's super charming. He could have just
1: charmed them. He's handsome and he's charming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then the reveal. Which is that the blonde woman that was his old client who bought him the car is Philip James' mom. (laughs) So he banged (laughs) Philip James' mom. I, I have in my notes. Her name's Eliza. Yeah And I just wrote in all caps Eliza Because I was like That's awesome
0: I did not see that coming at all I either. didn't see it at all No That was I, fantastic And I'm
1: thinking Because this movie I mean sorry This book has already been optioned as a
0: movie Right And I'm like I can't wait for that scene Who do you think it's going to be? Who, who's going to be the mom? Do you think it would to be like a Michelle Kim Basinger? Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle Pfeiffer Yeah
1: Kim Basinger is a good one, one too Okay I'm thinking that Along that lines mm-hmm. Meg Ryan
0: Hmm She's too wholesome. Cameron Diaz. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. So yeah. So then they run out and and they break up mm-hmm. because Michael's basically like, I'm not good enough for her. I'll never be good enough for her. Mm-hmm. And Stella takes it as him saying that he doesn't want to be with her because she's autistic. Yeah, and says basically thinks that it's a. He, she, he was like a charity case or like they're not because he says they're not compatible and she assumes it's because of her autism which I also felt like was a very real scene too because it's like when people are so much in their own heads like when you say something like that people are like oh it's what's the matter with me like what's the one thing that I'm most terrified of somebody recognizing in myself absolutely that I don't like and then that's what they choose mm-hmm. he returns the money yeah, the 50 grand. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be like his father, which didn't track for me. I, his daddy issues
1: were off the charts. Yeah.
0: I And then she takes it as like then she was a charity case the whole time, which mm-hmm. is like oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Because you're not. Because Stella, you're awesome. You're real fun. And well, and the part that I love too that comes after this is basically Stella decides to try to... Do everything against her autism. So she's like, I can't stand smells, but I'm going to buy perfume that I hate. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut up my clothes so that now they irritate me. And she's about to quit her job that she loves, like genuinely loves so much. But then she sort of realizes, like all these things, while they are like symptoms of a disorder, they are like what makes her who she is, Mm -hmm. and that she should. There's nothing wrong with it. She should embrace it. And I love that she came to that conclusion on her own
1: and without him saying. That to
0: her. Right. Without being like, it's what makes you who you are. And yeah. being like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So then she sort of becomes a whole person on her own. And then she still decides to go up with Philip James. Michael is just like glumming it up around the joint, mm-hmm. making everyone around him miserable. Yeah, he's sad. <laughs> and then the way it concludes, which I, is basically Michael runs, happens to run into her while she's on a date with Philip James. Philip James tries to kiss her again. Michael tears across the street, punches him in the face. Yep. Were you cheering? You were so oh, excited. I was so excited.
1: <laughs> it's like physical violence. Yes, this is what I knew. This is, yeah, solve this problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then so Stella sort of like runs away from him. And then he tries to be like, why won't you talk to me? Do you just want to be friends? And she says, like, what I love is she's like, I don't know how to act in this situation. Like, I don't know what to do. That's the right thing. So I'm just going to, I can't say anything to you. Mm-hmm. Which sweet. And then he basically does like a full court press of like chocolates and bears and stuff. Yeah. And that works. It did. And then yeah. she he goes to her office, she comes downstairs, they make out. Oh, and we didn't. Okay. So then, very
1: Cinderella <laughs> uh thing at the end. The reason he can get out of all of his shit oh, is yeah. because somebody ends up. Paying for his mother's treatments mm-hmm. because it's like a grant or something that he didn't even know that he applied for, but she got it. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that Stella created this whole uh, medical grant thing. That she's giving money to his mom and then a bunch of other random people. Right.
0: Because she's about co- fairness. As a
1: cover. Right. To pay for that so he cannot be a gigolo anymore.
0: Yeah. $15 and I knew, million. Dollars.
1: Yeah. As soon as... Yeah, because she had some money. She had a, a trust fund mm-hmm. that she spent on helping people with medical bills. That's awesome. Which was awesome. Yeah. But she wouldn't have had to spend any of that money if they would have just used, you know, like uh, uh, glass... I know uh, when they microwaved. So I think
0: that is the big lesson of the story. Yes. is do not microwave plastic. <laughs> no. All right. So you had a big realization you mentioned. So what was oh,
1: it? Oh, okay. So uh, Stella as a character, I related to her, uh, in a lot of ways. And so I made a, I made a list of the ways I'm like Stella. Okay. Right. So, and just to, to, to preface this, I I do have uh Tourette syndrome mm-hmm. which is a uh, you you can have uh vocal tics, you can mm-hmm. have physical tics. Mm-hmm. I have both of those, not vocal as much, but it, there's also an OCD component. Mm-hmm. So this could be like a crossover kind of thing, mm-hmm. the very similar. I get overstimulated very easily.
0: Okay. Like
1: the club that she went to, I could not go to that club. No. I would run out just the way she did. Uh she also has mentioned that Fun is work for her, like places that you would think is fun. The idea of going somewhere to have fun mm-hmm. feels like work. If someone says, Oh, let's go out and do this thing, it's going to be fun. In my head, I think oh, it's just going to be a lot of work.
0: Work, but work how?
1: Work as in. Having to be around people, having to keep up my energy, having to, you know, put on a a, 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 a fun, you know, fun face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's so much work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's I, I related to her when she said that she doesn't like to be touched. You don't like to be. touched. I, I only like to be touched with somebody that I'm with. Like in a relationship. uh, In a relationship with that I trust, Mm -hmm. but random people touching me, people hugging me, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be randomly touched by people I don't know. She freaked out because she wasn't ready for bed. She has to get ready for bed. And uh, if she doesn't uh, get in her pajamas, brush her teeth, wash her face, all that stuff, that's me.
2: Really? A thousand
1: percent. If I don't get ready for bed... It's like the sleep doesn't count. Like right now I have an apartment and it's actually just a room. I don't have a couch. I just have a bed. So my bed is basically my couch. Mm -hmm. But so I'll fall asleep on my bed without washing my face, brushing my teeth, you know, changing into my pajamas. And I'm just like, Oh, I got to get up and get ready for bed. (laughs) I'm in my bed though, but it still doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. So like I really relate to that. I relate to her a lot, so I was really I, I, when he was making her go to these things, and when she was in that the house with the mom and the grandma and all the kids, I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It made me physically uncomfortable. Yeah. So, I was I was all about Stella. I was like, I I understand you. Yeah, I get how you feel. I get it can be hard.
0: I wondered I wondered how you would relate to the story because obviously I knew that you had. Is it a neurological disorder? Yeah. Yeah. I knew you I'm had not your really own thing.
1: sensitive with, uh, like, if people don't know about it, because mm-hmm. uh, people make jokes about it a lot, Tourette's, because mm-hmm. the sexy kind of Tourette's is when you swear and, and bark like a dog and things like that. So when people think of Tourette's, they think of that. And I don't have that. Right. So people will make, you know, I've had people make jokes about it when I'm in the room. And usually what I'll do, if I feel comfortable doing it, I'll say, hey, I have it. Uh, and not to shame them, but just to, cause most of the time they're just making a hacky joke, right? They, they don't, they don't hate me. They don't think I'm a freak. You know, they just, it's a hack joke that most people make. So I try to like inform them a little bit and give it like more of a human face as human as you can call me. <laughs> cause I am a
0: Clayton face. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Put the Clayton face on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I try to explain and they, they are always curious. I've never once had someone be like, Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I don't care. Or you know like, who would have said that? Double though, double down. Who? Philip James. Philip James would have. He. Yeah. They never double down. No. Yet yeah, it's never happened. Although it'd be really funny if it did. I mean, <laughs> so I'm just waiting just,
0: for next time. I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did you read the like the sort of the author's note at the yes, end? Yes, that was crazy. Isn't I, that fascinating? Yeah, yeah. that she f-
1: figured out that she had autism. Pretty late in life. I mean, she was in her thirties, right?
0: Yeah, like she had a child who was being diagnosed, and sort of at, with her, with her, with her daughter's diagnosis. I think she realized that she also had it, which is so interesting because, yeah, women are underdiagnosed for autism. But yeah, that's why I think this is my favorite book because they're two so well drawn characters who you really, really feel for each of them, mm-hmm. um, and I think it is a great. Story. I think that because I don't read many contemporaries, because I do feel like most contemporaries, the reason that the couple are apart is so. Forced. Forced, because it's like, oh, he just doesn't want to date anymore because he had a bad ex-girlfriend. And it's like, okay, I can't, I'm not excited about this. But this, where it felt really organic, where it's like the reason that they can't be together is their own shit internally, but also external things as well mm-hmm. that existed. And I thought it was such a good story, and it was characters you don't see very often, because she's... um Obviously, we've gone over it a few times, but like she's a woman who has autism and he is like a biracial, super hot guy who is like helping his family out. And you just don't see that either. And I just really loved the two characters and I just really love the story and. All the sex was really really well done and yeah. super hot. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of teasing.
0: Yeah, it I was I felt
1: teased a lot.
0: <laughs> Did you there's like lot, it? Though? I liked it.
1: Yo, yeah, of course. There's a lot of nipple uh like nipple play.
0: Yeah, and I just loved it and I do think it's a good also entry into romance if you are somebody who doesn't read a lot of romance because like you said the book isn't just like a shirtless guy. It is A good story. Like, I think even if you weren't necessarily a romance fan, you would definitely be a fan of this book. Yeah. I love it sort of on all fronts. I think it's like just a well crafted, really, really good book that I read again. I like, I read it a while ago and then I read it again in preparation for this and I read it in like two days. So, thumbs up, thumbs down for you. uh,
1: Yeah. This is definitely of the two books that we've done so far. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite, I think, by far. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, more well drawn characters. Yeah. So, would you fuck Michael?
0: A hundred percent.
1: Now, he does have a huge dragon tattoo that I'm not into. Okay. I'm not into, like, big tattoos. Okay. So I don't know if I would... You wouldn't fuck Michael because he has a big dragon I, tattoo? I don't... I, I don't like the tattoo. I know he's, like, yoked and he's he's uh, he's, like, hot... But the tat, that's extreme He's got a huge, it's like a huge dragon that I think Goes down onto his leg, doesn't onto it? Onto his thigh,
0: it's like his whole back and then his thigh I oh, think it's that thing
1: I, I can't I'm in mm, I, I can't No tattoo, yes But with the dragon tattoo, I don't think I could
0: You're so, alright I'm not
1: a tattoo guy
0: Clearly not Yeah Because you would say no to Michael Larson I get, I mean, listen
1: You know, if he told me I had porn star nipples, maybe <laughs> I would do it but but when I all I could think when they were having sex was that
0: tattoo mm. it was too big oh my god yeah. okay this <laughs> is <just> my opinion <laughs> I think it's ridiculous that anyone wouldn't want to fuck him but okay and then um, so Stella yeah yeah you would? yeah
1: I do you think that you would date her would I date her? We'd be too neurotic. It
0: would be a problem. We would stay in. You would oh, never we'd, we'd be just, able to leave the house. Yeah, we
1: would just watch Dexter, I guess, and stuff. Like that's what we. <laughs> it, it would be. I would need somebody who pushes me a little bit more. You need Michael, a Michael. Yeah, I need a Michael without the tattoo. I need okay. a female Michael without the tattoo. Okay, if you can picture that. Um, I mean, I've dated girls with tattoos, and I and I and it, it's fine. I don't like. I it, I won't not date somebody because they have a tattoo. But if we're talking about fictional characters and what I prefer, I would prefer my fictional characters to not have tattoos. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yes. Great. Um, Should we do the Goodreads list? Yeah. Best fake relationship turning real, 39 out of 145. I would say,
1: yeah, it definitely should oh, be yeah. on that list. It should be higher on that list. I
0: think so too, and I'm also surprised there's only 145 books.
1: Yeah, that seems like a yeah, that seems like it would happen a lot in these books. Yeah, That kind of
0: plot. They yeah, normally it's a marriage though, and then it's like an historical. But oh, okay, contemporary. I think it's harder to have a fake relationship because it's also like why. All right, let's see what you think of this one. Mm-hmm. 2018. What women born in the 1970s have read so far this year. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it definitely belongs on that list Were you born in the 70s? No Okay I was born in, in 1989
0: <laughs> That's a lie I was born in 1999, so that's weird um, Really? No we I 1984, George Orwell style My laugh out loud romantic books a lot, of, a lot of the lists were about this being a really funny book No I didn't find it particularly funny Like cute I guess I would do like a little half smile I never laughed. No, you never laugh though. As a rule, (laughs) I just laughed right now. You did, but at myself. Mm. I only laugh at myself. Totally, nerd gasms. Two nerds. They're both nerds. Yeah, um, yeah, but they're not
1: nerds in an annoying way. No, because he wasn't. He wasn't Mister. When I think of nerds, I think of. Sci-fi and comic books. He was like a fashion nerd, which well, was he cool. loved
0: martial arts too. He
1: did, but he actually did martial arts. He mm-hmm. wasn't a nerd in that he liked kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. She liked kung fu movies, mm-hmm. but he like legitimately like could beat some fucking ass. So mm-hmm. that, I don't think that's nerdy. But he, I, I think he did have that quality to him that he was really into something, which was fashion, that could be looked at as nerdy. Yeah. Um, Especially for him. Uh, And she's, yeah, she's super into numbers, which is what an actual nerd is. Mm -hmm. Not somebody who can name every fucking. Doctor Who. Doctor Who, yeah.
0: Best book boyfriends. He's a pretty good book boyfriend.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'm in. Michael was so worried about her in a good way Mm -hmm. to go slow with her, which Mm -hmm. I really appreciated.
0: Yeah, he really cared for her. Mm Mm-hmm. But he also seems like a genuinely, like, a nice guy. Like, I don't think he would have treated her any differently if he wasn't attracted to her. Like, initially. Like, I don't think it would have gone on as long as it did. But I don't think, like, if he had some, like, weird-looking girl who was, like, nervous, he'd be like, well, let will just fucking get this over with. I'm yeah, no, he,
1: he, I think, was cool with all his clients.
0: hmm Yeah, that's why they all want him back and about in BMWs. Yeah, and his fuck style is buck wild. <laughs> that, he, of the best book boyfriends, though, he's... This book is 5,046 out of 8,327. Who made that list? A lot of people. Is that like a, a bunch of people yeah, did you, that list? Yeah, you add to whatever list you want to uh, Okay, up. it
1: wasn't just one person doing 8,000 different books.
0: I don't think so. Okay. Because
1: uh, that's a nerd. No offense.
0: <laughs> that is a romance yeah. novel nerd. Uh, Which tra- I might become. I'm not, that's not We're a on the road. judgment. Yeah. Let's see. We both have a, like a little bit of the obsession. I think so. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Listen, two. Let's see. However, many more. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Eight thousand three hundred twenty-seven. Before we know it. <laughs> yeah, I know. If it's
1: episode eight thousand, <laughs> as our producer Pat uh,
0: just just back. is
1: making a noose.
0: <laughs> um, the next one. It charmer, romance novel heroes with charisma. He had charisma.
1: Yeah, he had charisma.
0: Women were dropping panties left and right every time oh, he walked by. Yeah. Quirky heroine romances. Yes. Yeah.
1: Quirky. She was quirky, but not annoyingly quirky.
0: No, she was a, a genuinely quirky, because I do feel like I've read books with, like, quirky heroines before, and it's just like, I really like Star Wars. And then uh, it's like four lines, and then you they never talk about yeah. it again. And I'm like, okay, so this was just that you wanted it to be a little bit interesting.
1: The author treads such a fine line mm-hmm. and did a really good job. She does. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh,
0: enthusiastic consent. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Constant consent. (laughs)
1: Constant consent, which uh, when we get into the tropes uh, that I, I picked out some tropes that I I think exist, but I don't know if they actually do exist. Oh, this is going to be exciting. Yeah.
0: Um, And then the last one, best romantic beta heroes.
1: Is he a beta? That's
0: what I He's a fucking alpha, He's an alpha. He's not a beta. Yeah. No way. He's not an alpha hole. He's a nice alpha. Yes. He's not an alpha hole. But he's not a beta.
1: No, he's not a beta.
0: I mean, he literally punched someone in the face. Yeah, and he...
1: No, he... No, because why was he a beta? Because he asked before he did
0: something? I don't know.
1: A strong man is able to ask for consent. Yes. That does not not make you an alpha.
0: Right. I don't know or that he was taking care of his mom, but it's like alphas take care of their moms too. I don't know. I found it very odd. The lion takes care of his whole family. And Lion's the alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We don't agree with that list. No, he's not a beta. He is not a beta. Email us. Email us if you think he's a beta and give us good reasons.
0: Right. We'll consider it and then Uh we'll tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. Totally. All right. Uh, Okay, so those are all the lists that I found interesting. So let's see. What tropes do you think?
1: Okay. Tell me if, number one, this was a trope in the book, and number two... Does this trope exist? Okay. Fake relationship?
0: Yes. Yes, and yes. Interracial? Yeah. Okay. Is that a trope? Yeah.
1: Okay. Pay for sex? Yes. That's a trope. Mm-hmm. Hyper consensual? Consent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because this was consent to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. He was very, but understandably, it made sense in the story. Mm-hmm. Tattoo fuck? Yeah, that's tattooed a, hero. Yeah, okay, tattooed hero. Uh,
0: disapproving family is that a trope? Yeah, sure. Is it or no? I'm, I it's not one I've heard of, but it doesn't mean that that's not something. I don't know that you would. I don't know if someone would be like, I'm looking for a book with a disapproving family <laughs> <laughs> necessarily.
1: But that's like a taboo, Oma, where uh, you know, bad boy that your mom doesn't right, like. Yeah. Right? They're like rich heroine, poor hero. Now, no offense to Michael. Dumb smart.
0: What's dumb smart?
1: Like he's dumb and she's smart. Oh, he's not necessarily dumb, but she's super smart.
0: Um, I think that we would probably spin that into like super smart heroine. Okay, then...
1: and not say that he's dumb. Yeah, okay. I think we would just be nicer. No about offense it. to Michael.
0: No, and also I don't think he's dumb. To be fair,
1: no, he's not. But he's just not as smart as she well, she's is. She's
0: a legitimate genius, though. Yeah. So, like, who is? None of us. We're he all street, dummies. He's street smart. Yeah.
1: Older woman, younger man, because she's two years older than him. Mm -hmm. So that's barely, but still. Condom sex? Uh, Condom sex. They made a big deal about them unwrapping condoms. That's
0: All your contemporaries are going to be that way. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. People get real up in arms if there's not safe sex. Really? Yeah. Or it's a plot. It's a reason. Because Kiss of the Highlander, there was no condos. Yeah, and she got pregnant.
1: That's true. Oh. White collar, blue collar. Sure, yeah. Cool. Daddy issues for Michael, (laughs) because she kind of had daddy issues a little bit, Mm -hmm. a little bit. She wanted her dad because she mentions at the beginning, why can't more guys be like my dad? Mm -hmm. Which skeeved me out a little bit, but I think some. It's not an uncommon sentiment for women to have. It's not uncommon, exactly. But the daddy issues are usually on the women's side, not the men's side. He had some serious daddy issues. He did, I don't know that that's a trope though. And it wasn't erotic.
2: It's it not like he got erotic. off
1: on his daddy issues. No, no one was getting off on those daddy issues. And that was it. Good.
0: Oh, uh, BPA. Is that a, <laughs> I think we just want to bring up one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Is just that, don't is that a trope? microwave in your Chinese food containers? <laughs> just don't do it. Yeah. Um, here are the tropes that I came up nice, with. Nice. Okay. All right, let's see. Uh, slow burn, romance. Okay, so, yes. Uh, interracial, mm-hmm. biracial hero. Okay. Heroin with autism. That's a trope now. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. I mean, I know one where the, I have. there's a great historical called uh, The Madness of Lorneen McKenzie where, he, where the hero is... Autistic, Okay. But it's a historical, so don't call it that, that he's just kind of weird and he loves mink bowls. Okay. Hero is a sex worker, big family, Vietnamese hero, ongoing consent, big mis- misunderstanding. Okay. What? Big family is a trope? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're the expert I'm, I'm, and I'm not
1: <laughs> questioning it.
0: Uh, big. I don't know. I think you would be sort of, yeah, coming from big family or something. Okay. Uh, quirky heroine. Wealthy uh, heroine, poor hero, heroes into martial arts. Tattooed hero would also be one, but you said that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did we do it? I think we did. We figured out all the tropes. Yep. I'm sure there's more. If if there's a trope in this book that you really feel like we missed, Mm -hmm. let us know. We have some socials for you. Oh, yeah. So if you want to email us. Email us if you think Michael's a beta. We'll tell you why you're wrong. Yes. At learning the tropes podcast at gmail.com. And what are the three? So it's alpha, beta. There's
1: more. Uh, what's the main ones? Alpha, beta.
0: I mean, I, the main ones are alpha and beta. Okay. I don't
1: think there's a third one, really. Email and let me know if you think I'm an alpha or a beta. <laughs> I think I know where. I think on the first episode, you may have called me out as a beta.
0: Or Zeta. No, beta. I don't want to know what a Zeta is. Um, That sounds bad. (laughs) Uh, On Twitter, we're at at learning tropes. Mm -hmm. Instagram, we're at at learning the tropes. So it's close. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and that's it. Let us know what you think. If we're missing any tropes, if you have a book that you really want us to read, let us know. Send it to us. Right now, I'm just picking them, and I'd like to be surprised by one. Absolutely. I think it could be fun. And, you know, guys, semi merch. Anything
1: T-shirts Beer mm-hmm. koozies Onesies for babies
0: I mean if you have a beer koozie romance novel Or is this just like from any product No, no any Romance media. related
1: Okay, romance related Romance related, related. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the merch situation is for romance uh, novels Okay uh, I mean I'll take any free book Luggage tags
0: mm-hmm. Anything You know what Tote bags. Totes. Oh, come on. There is no one who loves a tote more than Clayton. Oh, I People. got a tote right now. I'm. You do. God just bought two new pairs of jeans. Threw them in my tote. Yeah. It's great. All the books will be sent. Put them in the tote. Oh, got them. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: And next episode, we're going to be talking about the proposal by Jasmine Guillory. So check it out, and we'll see you then.